0: Get your sugar sugar postpartum deodorant now at postpartumdeodorant.com and start smelling more like yourself again. Ugh, I love Jenny Kane. At this very moment, I'm feeling so comfy and cozy as I'm practically getting a hug from my Jenny Kane crop cashmere cocoon cardigan. I am enjoying this sweater so much that I've been living in it all spring long, and with Mother's Day just around the corner, this is a feeling you can gift all the well-deserving moms, moms moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life by giving them the gift of Jenny Kane. Along with bringing you this episode, Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed so super easy. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. Jenny Kane means luxurious cashmere sweaters, iconic accessories, elevated versions of your everyday basics, plus the most incredible home essentials. For a limited time, Birthful listeners get 15% off their first order. Go to JennyKane.com and use the code BIRTHFUL15 to get 15% off and support the show. Jenny Kane is known for their quintessential sweaters with their cotton collection providing you with the perfect everyday pieces as the days get warmer, but they also have gorgeous sundresses in a variety of silhouettes for any occasion and spectacular sandals to go along with them. Find the perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring go-tos at JennyKane.com. Birthful listeners get 15% off your first order when you use the code BIRTHFUL15 at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E dot promo code BIRTHFUL15. Get yourself and the mothers in your life the gift of Jenny Kane. Welcome to The Birthful Podcast. I'm Adriana Lozada, and today we're going to look at variations in breastfeeding through breastfeeding stories. Breastfeeding can be influenced by many factors. It can be difficult and frustrating, as well as pleasurable and rewarding. Needless to say, you never quite know which one it's going to be until you're in it. Sherry Romeg is here to share how she breastfed her kids in two very different ways. Stay tuned. The Birthful Podcast, talking to maternity pros to inform your intuition. Hello, mamas and mamas-to-be. Today, I thought we would do things a little bit different, um, we're instead of having a, a birth professional to talk about this, I've got the, the expert of all experts, right, a mom, um, and we're going to be sharing breastfeeding stories, because we hear a lot of birth stories, but I think we should start hearing more about the breastfeeding stories because they can be so varied and so depending on circumstances. So today I have Sherry Romick here with me to share a little bit about she's got two breastfeeding experiences which are very different and she's going to tell us about it. Hi, Sherry. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So tell us, I think my the first question I want to ask you is, Before you had any kids, while you were pregnant, did you prepare, like, what were your thoughts in terms of breastfeeding then when you didn't know anything about it?
1: Um, Well, I did Bradley childbirth classes, and, you know, I read a lot of books, so I didn't have some idea that breastfeeding could be difficult. Um, We decided to enroll in a breastfeeding class while I was pregnant. We took that with um, Diane and Cassidy. Mm who is a fabulous lactation consultant.
0: Yay, Diane. We love her. We love her. (laughs) Shout
1: out to Diane. So we we took that with Diane, and that was extremely informative. Um, And I felt like I was prepared. You know, I knew breastfeeding could be hard, and I was committed to stick it out. Mm -hmm.
0: Um,
1: So I felt like I was prepared, although you know, it, once the baby actually came, I really wasn't prepared for how challenging it can be.
0: Mm-hmm. So you took a breastfeeding class and you read books and you had, you know, were preparing for a, a natural birth as well. Um, mm-hmm. So then what happened?
1: Um, so then after my son came, um Breastfeeding was, was challenging. It was really painful. You know, he wanted to nurse constantly, and that was really hard for me because I would still be in pain from the last time. Um, so, you know, it was just, it was such a challenge that I wasn't prepared for. I was super committed to sticking it out. And so I said, you know, even though, this is as hard as it is, I'm still going to do it. And we had the lactation consultant come out and take a look. And she said that he had posterior tongue tie and lip tie. So we did go to get that done um, with Dr. Kotler in Albany, which was the laser surgery. And um, we were also facing some challenges because he uh, I had gotten a lot of fluids during my birth, and so he lost a lot of his birth weight, a little bit more than, um, you know, they're supposed to. And so our pediatrician was starting to talk about supplementing with formula, which is something that we were really against. So I felt like there was a lot of pressure on me to get it right. Mm-hmm.
0: And the, you brought up quite a few of interesting points there, and I want to talk a little bit about it. So the posterior tongue tie and lip tie. Um, for some, for the listeners that don't know this, I want to encourage you to... Uh, one of the podcasts we've re- already recorded that you can look and get in the... You know, go and look it up. <laughs> is on, on tongue ties and lip ties with Diane Cassidy. And she explains everything very much details. But basically... It's a physical situation where the tongue cannot move as freely as it it could because it's sort of tethered to the bottom of the of the mouth- of the mouth, and so it affects where the tongue you know touches the breast in order to tr- get the milk to transfer the milk out um so it doesn't create a really good latch and then with the lip tie it's it's the frenulum between like your teeth and your top lip and that one can be very short and it doesn't let the top lip lip flange out to create a really good seal with the in terms of suction when latching so both of them they tend to go go hand in hand and they can seriously affect the transfer um, of the milk. So, did when you spoke to Diane, did she explain how that might be affecting how often he wanted to nurse, or after the you had it taken care of, so it was clipped with laser? Did you find that the feeding changed? Um,
1: yeah. He was two weeks old when we had it done, and it was like we couldn't get it done soon enough because you know breastfeeding was just miserable at that point. Um, after he got the, the the surgery, it was it was definitely better. Um, Hes you know he still wanted to nurse all the time, and you know even now at two and a half, he still wants to nurse constantly. Um so I think part of that is just him but it definitely there was an improvement after after having the, the clip done.
0: Did it make it less painful? Did your on your side was it a better experience? It was. It was still it was still painful. I
1: was hoping for more relief than it provided, but it definitely provided some relief and helped me keep going.
0: Mm-hmm. And you've said your, your son is now two and a half. So you've continued breastfeeding and had, I'm uh, um, so, I didn't know he was still feeding. So that's fantastic because we get to talk about tandem feeding as well in this process. <laughs> Yay. You've got it all, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you mentioned, before I forget, you mentioned about the, that he got a lot of fluids, that you both got a lot of fluids during your birth. Um, Mm -hmm. At that point, like, so it's very common for babies to lose up to 10% of their weight of their birth weight um, when they leave the hospital, like rather soon. And then the idea is within two weeks, you want to see them be gaining it back. But if you've gotten a lot of fluids, that might be altering their initial weight where it's... This fluid retention is is sort of making it that they weigh more than they actually do, and they will lose it quickly. And then you get that pressure that you felt from mm-hmm. from your pediatrician. What do you think is a good recommendation for mothers in terms of like when you were being told let's supplement with for- formula? What gave you the strength to say, "Well, wait, I'm not going to be scared," or you were scared anyway, but still, like, what was the experience?
1: Um, it, you know, it felt it felt like a fight. You know, we had a pediatrician who was um, pro breastfeeding to begin with, and and fairly natural minded. Um, so fortunately, she was, you know, willing to work with us when we were stressing that you know we did not want to supplement with formula, um, you know, she was kind of like, okay, well, you know, we need to wait and see, but we can be, cons- you know, conservative, um, you know, and I had done the reading, and I was aware of the risk of, you know, the elevated birth weight because of the fluids, um, so I think that helped me feel a little bit more confident that what he was showing on the scale wasn't necessarily... You know, right because of mm-hmm. because of the elevated
0: weight. So did you come to like middle term and, and start did you start pumping to try to get more breast yes, milk? I had yes, I had Diane out. Um
1: she was coming we did several visits with the with the lactation consultant and um, she came out and it helped me get established on pumping and so we were um Nursing him and then doing um, syringe feeding with breast milk on top of that to try to try to put as much weight on him as possible.
0: Hmm. And and did, and so did you find that all all sort of came together at the same time that you were doing the lip tie and tongue tie procedure?
1: Yeah, and, you know everything was just yeah happening so fast. The the procedure was at two weeks, so it was right around that same time.
0: Okay. Yeah, no that's a lot going on. Um and then he gained his way back. And did mm-hmm. you you so you, did you continue pumping or did you um were you able to stop? What was the what was your daily breastfeeding relationship like at that point?
1: Um I was continuing to pump and um I was I was putting milk you know freezing milk that we weren't that we weren't using. um I can't recall how long we had to still feed you know pump and feed, and then syringe feed it was a couple of weeks at least um, before he got past the point that our pediatrician felt comfortable with where he where he was gaining mm-hmm. I did still continue to pump um you know to so that when he was older and went to babysitting that he would be able to take milk there um I you know my milk production it was enough to feed him and barely enough to pump you know I was always trying to boost my production I, I wanted there to be more I wanted there to be excess I to have like a you know a safety stash
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: which I was never able to really do um,
0: did diane uh, Give you any insight into if that was just par for the course, or was there something that you know set that up some way, or did you get any insights? um I don't think we
1: really talked about it too much i I did some different things, fenugreek and whatnot, and milk tea to try to boost my production um, but I never got any long term any long term boost and and the same thing with my second child, even though I'm nursing two kids. I still don't make as much milk as I want. I don't have, you know, a freezer
0: supply. In our house, we are big on hydrating. Aside from all the important health benefits, I find that if I'm not well hydrated, I get these brutal headaches. So it's really important for me to hydrate. However, I do not like the taste of tap water, and I cannot bring myself to buy bottled water because of all the plastic waste. So for years, we did pitcher filters, but then we switched to AquaTrue water purifiers. And after tasting the deliciousness of their truly clean water, we are never going back. What makes AquaTrue so unique is that they use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process This process removes 15% more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, also known as forever chemicals, that are found in almost 45% of U.S. tap water. You can also forget about having to change filters every two to three months because AquaTrue filters last from six months to two years. Now, if plastic bottles are your thing, just one set of filters from AquaTrue's classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. Today, my listeners receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U dot com, and enter the code BIRTHFUL at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the promo code B-I-R-T-H-F-U-L. and download the app to start creating your shared photo legacy. So let's fast forward fast forward a couple years and then you get pregnant with the second child. Tell me, mm-hmm. I'm very curious about the how the breastfeeding was with your first child while pregnant, um, I hear from a lot of moms that sometimes the milk composition changes a little bit and the kids don't like it. Like, did he have any any response yes. to that? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, that did happen. So the last six months of my pregnancy, he stopped nursing altogether. Um, and he was using the pacifier constantly during that phase. And then after the second one was born, he um did start nursing again and now you know he still wants to nurse all the time
0: so figure how was how is your breastfeeding relationship with your daughter different with your second child different than with your your son in terms of how it, it was initiated I guess um, you know, it's really night
1: and day. I was I was very surprised after she was born. Um, of course, her her birth experience was complete opposite of his birth experience. So I think that that played a part. Um, she was able to, you know, initiate breastfeeding right after she was born. Where with Alex, it was it was several hours, and it just has been astounding to me because with her, it has been so easy. There has been no pain, no issues. It just, you know, has been, um, you know, like, like you would dream, you know, mm-hmm. just completely natural. And she, you know, even now, she still, she will nurse until she's full and then she stops versus he wants to um, comfort nurse. And, and he, even when he was a baby, he would want to nurse right to sleep and not let go even after he was asleep. Mm-hmm. And, and she will let go on her own.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think that has to do also with personality? Is it a combination of how they were born, your experience as a mother? What What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I
1: think it's a. I think it, a lot of those things um, come into play. Certainly, personality differences. And with only two kids, you know, I don't necessarily have that much of a frame of reference. Um, but I do feel like her birth played a big part of it. You know, he was separated from me immediately after he was born. And so his clinging to nursing could be a result of that where, you know, she was born right into my arms and she was never away from me. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe she doesn't feel like she has to cling that way.
0: Do you find that now while you're nursing both of them, you're saying that, there's no, there, wasn't any, that there wasn't any pain um, when breastfeeding her? When he breastfeeds, are you, do you have pain, or is the pain completely gone now, whoever nurses?
1: No, yeah, that is gone. With him, it was um, almost exactly six weeks of pain and misery, and then after that it was easy, and it, it became easier the older he got, um, there was pain again during my pregnancy, but after that, um, you know, since then there's no pain with either child.
0: Interesting. Do you think those six weeks were, was it that you said that the, the tongue doing the tongue tie and lip tie procedure made things better, but slowly do you think it was that it took him that long to figure it out maybe, or what is, or is it a separate situation? Um,
1: I really don't know because it, it, at the time it was almost like magic. Like one day it just, the pain was gone. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. which was a huge relief. So, um, I really, I really don't know what, what happened. It could be that, you know, one day he was just like, oh, this is how we do it. Or my body was used to the sensation of him. Um, but I was, I mean you know, I was really glad that I held out um because after that it was a it was you know it wasn't as hard anymore
0: and I think that's a really important point to for moms to share with each other because you think, oh, breastfeeding it's either gonna work or it's not gonna work, and it then you're gonna know pretty soon, but you're talking about a month and a half of yeah sort of keeping changing things up and switching it up and reading and and seeing you know getting support from a lactation consultant you had a pretty and and you is your the your support people that you have around you are they are they very supportive of breastfeeding or did you have to you know sort of fight them as well um well my
1: my partner was extremely supportive. We were completely on the same page. We didn't want our child to have any, um, any formula, you know, so that was, um, that was really big. And my family didn't have experience with breastfeeding because um, none of my close family breastfed babies, um, but they certainly did everything they could to be supportive and help. Mm-hmm.
0: So that was good that you were getting some support, um, especially from your partner of we're on the same page and instead of like, oh no, just, you know, yeah, let's just that was huge. do formula.
1: Yeah, because during the six weeks of misery, I really needed support because I, I, you know, I was determined that I was not going to quit, but oh man, I wanted to quit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, you know, having the support, you know, it, it, it's, when you feel like dreading the next meeting, if you have people saying, "Oh, just give them just give 'em formula. It's no big deal. you know it's it's easy to say, "Oh, you know, okay, maybe just this once um, you know, so so i I really needed the backup because I was firmly against it,
0: mm-hmm. and I don't want it to sound I don't want it to sound like we're bashing formula." specifically here because every mom does exactly what she needs to do. And it's and breastfeeding is a relationship between mom and the child and it needs to work for both people. It needs to work for everybody. Um, absolutely. So yeah, my feelings are,
1: is right. Because I, I personally didn't feel like I wanted formula for my child. The, the support was important to me. Um, you know and and certainly, there are other mothers who will um welcome the relief of of you know having a break in and using formula and um, you know everyone everyone can make their their own choices of what's right for them
0: right and i've had i've I've known moms who have continued in in, you know wanting to breastfeed and 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 like we were talking about trying to figure out okay we have the problem give this a try give that a try like being resilient and trying to continue and until see if if it clicks and then Mm -hmm. having months and months where it's still not clicking and then suddenly deciding okay this is it i'm gonna stop and they start using formula and realize that It's night and day. Sort of like when you were saying, oh, suddenly one day it didn't hurt anymore of them saying, I finally am enjoying my child and not having be a miserable situation, you know, over and over throughout the day that it's got to be you. Each person has to explore their own situation in terms of what works for them. So I I really want to stress that we're not anti-formula at all. We're who are pro-supportive of whatever mom's choices are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. And I, yeah. Um, you know, and, and even speaking with other mothers, there are so many different situations and mothers who have, um, just like you said, they've switched the formula and it has been, you know, a, a lifesaver for them as far as the relationship with their child. Um, and then there's some the other mothers who have felt pressured to use formula when they didn't want to, and then, um, you know, re- regretted that they they have. Um, so everyone, everyone, I, I think as a mother, you need to decide how you feel about that and then not be pressured by the outside people to make a choice that isn't right for you, whether that choice be being pressured to continue breastfeeding or being pressured to, to add formula. You have to really know what what you
0: want in your heart for yourself. Yeah, and surround yourself with people who support your choice. I think, like you were saying, the support to help you to keep going even when you're feeling like, you know, in the moment you want to quit, but global big picture you don't.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. What, now that you've gone through this whole experience and have done you know, tandem nursing and, and two very different breastfeeding relationships. Really mm-hmm. What has surprised you the most? What was most different from what you expected?
1: Um, you mean child to child or just in general?
0: In general with breastfeeding, yeah.
1: Um, the, the biggest thing that surprised me with my son is I thought I was prepared for how hard it was going to be, but I, well, I wasn't. Well, Um, and, you know, and then, of course, the big surprise with my daughter was that it was the complete opposite experience. You know, before she was born, I asked Diane and I said, is it going to hurt with the second one like it did with the first one? And she said it might. um, And I was like, you know, dreading it. Like, oh, God, not again.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, and it was the time it was a very pleasant surprise that it there was none of that. It was just easy right from the start. Mm
0: hmm. I'm so glad that it was (laughs) that you got. (laughs) That's a big relief. (laughs) Yes. Um. Tell me a bit more. I'm curious about the tandem nursing. Of how does that work logistically? Um.
1: So. We. I try to. I try to keep it a little, you know, to to a minimum. Um. Like, when my son comes, come, wakes up in the morning, he comes downstairs, and, and the three of us are on the, the sofa together. So I kind of lay at an angle, nurse the baby on one side, and he lays on top of me to get the other side. Um, sometimes during the day, if I'm sitting up, I'll hold her in my lap, and he'll stand um, next to me to nurse that way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so he... You know, like I said, even when he was tiny, he always has wanted to nurse just so much. And now, a lot of times, I'll find that if he's hungry, he's asking to nurse versus asking for a snack. Um, so I can I can redirect him with food, and then once his belly's full, he's okay. Um, other times, if he gets hurt or if he's grouchy, then he wants to nurse just for the comfort.
0: So for him, it is, because he's eating, you know, solids, for him, it's a lot about comfort. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And one of the uh, things... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. Go um, One of the things that we hear a lot about breastfed babies is that they tend not to get sick. Do you mm-hmm. find that that's been your anecdotal experience?
1: Um. I think so, you know, my my son has, um, you know, he's been sick twice in, in two years, um, but I feel like generally my kids are healthy, and um, I feel like like I'm doing the best thing for them, you know, um, as far as when, if we do get a cold in our house, I feel like, okay, well, you know, if I nurse them more, I'm making the antibodies that I can pass on to them, Um and there's something else I'm going to say there. I'm not
0: gonna... Mommy brain. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, I, you know, I do feel like breastfeeding makes a difference in, in keeping them healthier. Oh, I was going to talk about um, the gut flora. You know, my son was born via cesarean, and so he didn't get that. Um, gut flora when he was born that is so critical to their health um, so at least with breastfeeding I feel like I'm doing everything I can to help make up for that
0: mm-hmm. yeah that he you mean that he wasn't he didn't go through the vaginal canal, so he didn't get all the, the microbes at that point yeah yeah and I do remember so I, I was gonna mention it at the beginning and I forgot to that I had been I have been your doula for both births um, yeah. And so I was there. (laughs) And I remember when your son was born that we did, we had talked about beforehand of hand expressing and of, of, you know, making sure that we could do something in order that um, if there was separation, that he would get breast milk as soon as possible. Um, And I do remember, do you, do you remember at all that we did some hand expressing and then your partner rushed the teaspoon over to to your son to get him some milk um i was still
1: completely out of it so i have no recollection of that but i i have heard the stories which are which are a little bit funny
0: <laughs> yeah and i I'm glad that that your partner was there to witness that, you know, that we did ask you and you did say yes, (laughs) like it was consent. It wasn't that we just like grabbed your boob. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I'm definitely glad that 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 was done. It's so important um, for him, I think, to have the cholesterol. And even though it's unfortunate that the actual breastfeeding was delayed, that he was getting that right away.
0: Right, from the beginning. And then, and then that was something to strengthen his immune system um, and, and sort of balance off the circumstances a bit. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Do you have any, like, parting words for moms or any, any insights on breastfeeding that we haven't talked about?
1: Um, my, my main two, my biggest two things... Um number one is you know you really no matter how prepared you are you may not be prepared for how hard it can be and that if it's something that you really want you need to you need to stick it out um number one and number two get help there are lactation consultants around and you know Dan is is fantastic i'm sure there are other ones out there who are, who are great as well And having the support of her and, you know, her knowledge and help was just invaluable. Um, So I know it can be expensive if your insurance doesn't pay for it, but it is really, really worth it. Um, And in the
0: long term, it might, you know, considering, I'd like to say it can be one of the things that if you get the support and it works and Mm -hmm. it you know, there's so many benefits to having that breastfeeding relationship, and you're kind of like saving the money up front because you're spending on, on on the lactation consultant, but maybe not on the formula later on.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm you know, sometimes I'm really thankful that I stuck out the tough times and um, you know continued to to nurse, and it became easy once we got through the the rough patch.
0: And I'm so glad that that it did become something enjoyable and and pleasurable, and then so much so that you're still at it two and a half years later. That's that's commendable. I'm so yeah. glad that that happened for you. Yeah, absolutely. not to say that it's not trying
1: constantly, but it still is, is worth it. Mm-hmm. Good, good.
0: Sherry, thank you so much for sharing your experience with us and uh, and letting other moms hear a, a little bit about what breastfeeding can be like. And I would say to anybody listening, if you're curious about how fresh breastfeeding goes, ask people, ask ask your friends, just like you would ask them about their birth story. Ask people who you trust and know, um, or have the same views, uh, so that you get a bit more of what to expect because it is it's you won't know until you're in it but then you get a little bit of a glimpse at where it can be and in terms of finding lactation consultants if you guys go to org, the international lactation association um lactation consultants association they have a find a lactation consultant search function there so you can find a lactation consultant in your area so ilka.org and i'll put it in the show notes and once again thank you so much for being part of it sherry thank you for having me i'm adriana lozada please join me next week when i'll be talking to another maternity pro to inform your intuition here at the birthful podcast thanks so much for listening